0: Hey, everybody. This episode of the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast is brought to you by Wolf Tracks T-shirts and Designs. You can get T-shirts different places, but you can't get personalized artwork the way you can get it at Wolf Tracks T-shirts and Designs. Give Steve Likens, the artist, owner, operator, a call over there at 910-538-2474, and they will set you up with some really cool personalized shit. They can also make you the generic stuff that you get off the internet, too, but it's going to be a little bit higher quality than the faceless, nameless organization that you would buy shirts from usually. Uh, so give them a call if you mention the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast you will get your a free basic setup and design or basic setup of art and design which means if you are getting basic t-shirts they will put the art together for you uh, at no charge and all you have to do is pay for the shirts. Um, once again it's 910-538-2474 or find them on Facebook at Wolf Tracks T-shirts and Designs. Here we go. We got Nick Mundy on the podcast. Strap in. Fuckers What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fucking freshly baked episode of the Freshly Baked Pack Crackers podcast. I am Josh. I'm Ian. He is. I'm, I'm looking at him. I verify <laughs> that he is still Ian. Uh, thank you for listening. And today is a beautiful special day because we have a guest via Skype. We're all... Technologically sound now, and doing. We're we're almost 2011. <laughs> we're almost there
1: with a couple more updates. Um, but today so you, we soon, you guys will be able to put gifts on your podcast like, soon. Oh, soon, yeah, soon. Right we're now, we're
0: developing the technology we're, as we speak. We're talking to a web designer from 1997 <laughs> who's trying to help us out, but he's still slightly behind.
1: Check out my GeoCities page. guys. yeah, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> absolutely. We'll link it on our Lycos page. Um, <laughs> Just use Netscape and you'll find us. Uh, but uh, today, our guest, you may have seen him uh, in our previous guest, Travis Long's film, Kill Me Now. You may have seen him on Conan. Um, you may have, <laughs> he may have just fallen. And <laughs> yeah, I dropped my phone. Uh, okay. I dropped my phone. Dropped his phone. We were just making sure no one's he didn't dead. No fall one's dead. down a set of stairs or anything. Uh, and you may have uh, checked out his stuff with Team Tiger Awesome. Uh, He's all over the place. You may have recently seen his fucking awesome video, uh, his Taylor Swift Game of Thrones (laughs) mashup video, which is... uh, It made Nerdist. I mean, you know, once you... you...
1: Actually, it was made by Nerdist. Right, okay. Very
0: cool. And, I mean, once you're... In our world, once you're on uh, At Midnight, you're you're basically... This is basically Paul McCartney. You're a a (laughs) Beatle once you make it on At Midnight, so... (laughs) Well, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... Funny man Supreme, Nick Mundy. Welcome, Nick.
1: Welcome, Nick. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I really you.
0: appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for coming on the podcast of two people you've never met before. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? You guys are from St. Louis and you're Cardinal fans, so... Sure. Sure. I, I, I grew up hating you guys now. Okay. <laughs> I'm being an Astros fan, being one of the nine diehard Astros fans in the oh, world. Oh, there's still nine of you. Yeah, no. We're the the we. There was eight, and then we got another one. Oh, uh, okay. I I, I do remember there words. being a dip at one point. Yeah. Well, you, you know, here's the thing about the Astros fans. Uh, there's my writing partner, huge Astros fan. There's me, the Astros huge Astros fan. And you know who like one of the third biggest Astros fans in the world is? Huh. Conan's masturbating bear. Really? Oh, okay. Fair Fair so yeah, you know. name, writer named Gordon. He's a writer from the very beginning. Grew up in Houston, huge Astros fan. Like me and the three of us have an email chain. We're just going to talk about this all the whole time. Sure. Like a four hundred page email chain that started in December. Just like we're breaking down spring training. We're breaking down the rookies, Triple A. I mean, I go to Single A games. Okay, just right. That, on. Like I'm that I'm that asshole. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, keep winning your goddamn World Series. I guess my uh, just...
0: my brother in law actually pitched minor league ball for uh, for several years. Really? Until recently, he just he uh, decided to become a, a high school coach.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. So. Man, being a single single leg baseball player must be the best thing in the world. Or, I mean, it's probably terrible, but it's like
0: I think it's a mix of both. Yeah, I think that it's like you know his, some of the best times of his life, but also you know him and his wife lived at of hotel rooms for a long time and. You oh, you can't. Don't, be, you don't you can't pay be a lot of money. You, you know, you
1: can't. You can't be married doing that job.
0: Right. It wasn't tough for. Him. It was more easy for him. I'm sure. Yeah. But, but,
1: uh, um, well, that's, yeah, no, uh, So I just got that out of the way. Deal right on, right it. on. Every time I meet someone from St. Louis, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. It's nice to meet you. You're a very pleasant person.
0: Yeah. Some of us are. I've, yeah. I don't know if you, uh, have a television
1: at your are Oh, yeah. But, uh, we've no, I'm trying, <laughs> we've I'm trying have to the ignore the, uh, massive political, uh, spectrum that's descended yeah. on your... Yeah. Not it's really it's our forte here. A few weeks...
0: <laughs> oh, actually, it's been a few months ago now, but, uh... Polly Shore was here at a local comedy club, and I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Jesus Trejo that opens up for him, a lot of his shows, but they yeah. they had just gotten off of a, a plane, they, he, I don't think he even realized where he's at, and he was, t- he was explaining that he's from Long Beach, he's like, you know, it's like a Snoop Dogg video, he's like, I'm from there, basically, and he's like, are there any bad neighborhoods here, and the fucking room goes silent, everyone just sitting here, someone in the back of the room just goes... Uh, Ferguson, and you see him drop his head, and he's like, Oh, fuck, I t- we totally just got off a plane in <laughs> St. Louis. God damn it. I'm sorry,
1: you guys. I know it hasn't been easy for you lately. It's, uh, it's been an interesting year. I think about St. Louis, though, a lot of the people they are very nice, but they're most like Marsha Brady, passive aggressive. No, Jan Brady, passive <laughs> sure. aggressive. Sure. Okay. Oh, I can my- definitely see that. Uh, I see that a no lot, and I'm specifically talking about the sports fans. But it's like no one pays attention to us, right? <laughs> I mean, no one does anything about us. we it you know, um, I mean, it's, not, it's like as bad as a Red Sox fan. It's like. No, we just keep winning, but no one cares because blah 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 blah. It's like shut up, everyone else. You're the third team everyone talks about. Yeah, yeah. that's and true kinda, though. That is true. And it kind of goes for like, but it also kind of goes like, look at look at us. We're St. Louis. Everything's great. Every like we're just like the heart of America. And then you see what the heart of America really is like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's it's a drag because it's like, you know, I used to be able to like, come on, Houston fans, the 17 of us. Right. Come on. the Cardinals fans. This is, they're obsessed about this. Come on. And then uh, you realize why they're obsessed about it because it's either that or just casual racism.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or not so casual. You yeah. Know, no, it's just, just, just blatant, right? Uh, sleeve wearing. Professional. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, there's like, the there's like, uh, geopolitical yeah. discussion of the uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: We're going to get deep on this one, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, so. Uh, I mean, let's. I want to go back a little bit and talk about this uh, about this video that you just put out, though. This uh, it's hilarious,
1: and oh, the, it just came out on YouTube like an hour ago. Oh, okay, so, right on. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, basically uh, we've been linking to the Nerdist page, but that's no, fine. It. They probably get more ad money that way. Um, there
0: you go. Let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's get Hardwick some shit. He needs yeah. some more stuff. <laughs> he needs money.
1: Um, yeah, basically, what happened was uh, a. One of the head producers over there, a guy named Johnny Wickham, old friend of mine, um, he also backed up Eli Manning uh, at Old Miss.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, Okay.
1: Didn't play a minute. Um, But then again, who would?
0: Here's a side Uh, note. I used to get absolutely hammered drunk with uh, one of the biggest douchebags I've ever met in my life at Eastern Illinois University, who at the time was this girl's I knew's boyfriend Tony, who would get drunk and piss himself, and now he later became Tony Romo, star quarterback supreme of the NFL. Yep. Yeah. I used to Uh, hang out with that guy, unfortunately. We dated roommates.
1: I'm I'm sure he's probably good. He he was okay. He was all right. I'm a Houston guy, so Mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about like a Dallas guy. Sure. Uh, um, With any type of aplomb. (laughs) Yeah. I think I think that guy gets too much shit. Like he could he could win a Super Bowl with my team.
0: Oh, know? I think so too. Probably with a little more depth on him, he could do a lot better.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I mean, but also he's like a human being too, right? Like right. he's not like some Papa John's automaton, right? True. True. <laughs> <you> <laughs> yeah. Know? But then again, I mean, I would take Peyton. The only quarterback like yet you wouldn't want is like Philip Rivers or Cutler.
0: Right. Oh, you know, okay. Those
1: are just the worst humans.
0: See, I'm originally from Effingham, you know, so we're actually originally from Bears country. So, you know, you okay. start yeah. talking about Cutler, you're breaking our heart. But uh, anyway, oh, he's a
1: monster. so uh,
0: uh, tell me more about how this, how yeah, this video
1: came out. Basically, yeah, they called me up and they were like, hey... Um, you look enough like George R. R. Martin. Right. <laughs> which, which, no. And then, like, can you come in? And I was like, sure, sure. And then I was like, better get the makeup person, better get a good one to, like, really make me look like George R. R. Martin because it's going to be tough. Right. And then it took her five minutes. Oh, to look man. Exactly <laughs> like George R. R. Martin. And it was just like, I was like, God damn it. I was, um, no, but it was fun. I mean we shot it in one day. Oh okay, uh, nice. this weird, creepy castle house in like Hollywood that like people lived in and I it was one of those houses where you can just tell there've been orgies. Sure. Right. Sure. So you know th- there's a there's a room <laughs> that's you know, there's a room. Ice wide just, shut part it. This smells like orange yeah. juice and regrets kind of <laughs> it's just uh but no, they called me up, and I mean, and it was just one of those things. I've been doing sketch comedy and stuff on the internet, right. and just things. I started doing it. We launched Team Tiger, Awesome, me and my two writing partners, Clint Gage and Michael Truly. Mm-hmm. And while we don't, I mean, we write, but we'll get to that. But um, that basically, I you, you just know when a huge hit is going to happen. Sure, right. And it, I mean, it did. I mean, it was like. This will be the biggest thing on the internet for like oh, a couple. Of oh yeah, days. without a uh,
0: doubt. Yeah, I mean you're taking I, two,
1: yeah, I would, which is harder now than it was before because people don't watch a lot of sketches and stuff anymore. They watch like yeah. people opening presents.
0: Yeah, right. And world star fights. Yeah, or people yeah, playing it, video
1: games. Yeah, yeah, which I don't. I don't get. I mean, it's this weird thing because I do a lot of stuff with screen junkies.
0: Yeah, right. absolutely, huh?
1: And, and it's fantastic, and it's great. And, you know, it's jackasses talking about movies. But, I mean, it's – but, like, what they do – like, I just work on the side over there. But, like, what they do is, like, they add content to content. Whereas, like, I see a lot of people, and they're like – and I just went on a rant on Twitter about this with kids. It's like they're not creating anymore. They just want to, like – do uh, movie review websites and just talk about movies and discuss instead of making their own. And I was like, I'd rather watch your terrible short film than your good movie blog. Right. Right. You know, just because you do something, that's how, and if you, and if you decide at 33, Hey, you want to be a critic, go for it, but you're not going to know what the hell you're talking about until you make stuff. Right. Sure. Definitely. So like, that's, uh, that's just like this weird thing I've been noticing. Cause like, it has been a shift because for from 06 to for me 20 about 2011 me clinton truly all we did was sketches we'd put out like 150 160 sketches in in that in that time frame for all sure. different places and there were a lot more contemporaries and 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 the, we were all doing it but now i wouldn't even know what to do like i, I wouldn't even know like cuz it was just you know it was just like um it, it it's it's weird because I have friends that cracked in college humor, too, and they and they all talk to me about it. It's like kids are just talking about they just watch people doing stuff instead of making their own stuff right and and uh, truly pointed out to me, and I think this is apt it's because a lot of these kids unfortunately, it's not like make fun of' them at all. It's just like they don't have maybe friends <laughs> right right, and then when they see no, people thinking about the stuff that they like. That makes them feel inclusive, and then they want to talk about that stuff, and they feel like a part of the conversation, which I get. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, I don't know. I was the weirdo who was like, "Oh, I don't care. I'll I'll just, I'll just be the guy making weird, dumb stuff," Mm -hmm. and that, you know, eventually people liked it. You know, sure, yeah, right. It was like the. I was like, no, I'll get rid of friends. That will show how cool I am. (laughs) I'll end this. I'll break up with my girlfriend. I'll end relationships. Right. Just so I can do stuff, right? Um, so, but to each his own, I guess. But yeah, no, it's just this, I know this weird thing, but it's just something I've been thinking about it um, for a while. Not as much proactivity, I guess, and in, in it, well, they're that kind proactive; of they're very proactive, but they're not, not as far as content, I guess. Maybe it's because it's easier, but like everyone's just talking about stuff and not no one's making stuff. I right. feel like much. Nerdist well, is, which is cool, sure, know. yeah. And, uh, Luckily, I get to work with people that are a lot, and it's fun, you know.
0: I think a lot of, there's a lot of uh, lack of attention span in people nowadays, too. With You know, like, yeah. people won't sit and watch a lot of stuff. They want they want a, yeah. a six-second Vine video of some person walking in saying something stupid. And, and, right. And that's it, you know, like. That's I, not really going to inspire you to at make a, something else. I work at a major else. university, you know, like we he and I both do in our regular jobs, and like. These kids, like the stuff that they're into, it just blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. Like they're just, they they do. They have the attention span of nothing, and none of them are creating anything. No, no one, in the, none of these kids. There's not like student bands on right. campus. None <laughs> of these kids are doing anything. There's, like you said, they just talk shit about things that other people are doing, and that's how they join in this, yeah. Area, I guess. Yeah, of, communication. Oh,
1: uh, you gotta have a campus band.
0: I mean, <laughs> something. There's like, well, I I, we where I work we don't usually like to say what school we work no, at, but uh it's very. it's a very high ranking school. Let's just right. say that. It's a, yeah. without yeah. saying what it is, it's yeah. an yeah. Ivy League no, school I, that's in St. Louis. You should probably be able to figure it <laughs> out if you can do those. Yeah, research. I
1: know, I, I know
0: where I uh, I've hung out there. But there's like a, there's like a very high end restaurant on campus that these kids can go to, you know, like forty to sixty dollar plate right. type place, yeah. you know. And they can't find a fucking student band to come in there and play. Yeah. They've got to reach out into the community. They don't have kids that can just come in and
1: play a fucking acoustic guitar. I could barely <laughs> play drums, and I was in two bands. Right.
0: What the fuck <laughs> happened
1: because, to that? Yeah. Because I was just a narcissist. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> You know, uh, shit, I guess no one's playing rugby and listening to Danzig like I was in <laughs> 2000. Um, I guess not. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, the, it's
0: all, these kids are just all hopped up on Adderall a bunch of listening clubs. to EDM music. Yeah, they're all... Hey, like,
1: I, hey if they're in Glee, <laughs> at least they're making something. At least something, yeah. yeah <laughs> something <laughs> at least they're doing like, something.
0: Kind. Of yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Um that is a big thing on the campuses, like yeah, all male kinds acapella of acapella groups, groups
1: and stuff yeah. like that. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, they do I would, that I of would, stuff. I would bet money on those, because like, <laughs> they're competitions, right? Oh, would, oh yeah, no. yeah.
0: But they have would, like an underground radio station that none of the students give a shit about. Yeah. Oh, and they're, they're doing all, I mean, it's in this cool, cool place stuff. that's like fucking full of vinyl and all this stuff <laughs> that's been around since the 70s. They're running this place out of, and no one gives a shit. Yeah. None of the kids care. A handful of people. But anyway. That's
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Well You could just You know We're we're literally having A back in my day Discussion Right We're becoming
0: Curmudgeons <laughs> in our 30s yeah. uh, It is going to be Interesting to see though In the next 10 years or so Like where Entertainment's going to go
1: Yeah Well it's changed like Three times in In 10 years So like sure. In yeah. three years It'll yeah. be interesting To see what happens Yeah um, I have no idea You know uh,
0: It's going to be Interesting to see Where music goes I feel like With you know, like like we – I just don't feel like there's as many people organically picking up instruments yeah. and trying. They're just – A lot of electronic using, like Which I have no real problem with electronic music. But yeah. at some point, someone needs to be my morning jacket still. Right. right. I, mean, I, swear <laughs> right. I need some of these bands still. Or other bands. Right. Sure. Not well, just them. Examples.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's same with like football too. I mean no one's playing – well, maybe that's a good thing. But no one's playing sports. I mean because yeah. it's, it's so hard to – like – I guess it's the problem is it's so hard to break into stuff. Sure. Yeah. But I mean that's part of the fun too. Yeah where that's we work, sports
0: is such a little small deal that when we Like, we ran a big deal for an alumni weekend at a football game, and the soccer team had practice on the football field up until the minute the football game started. I was like, (laughs) this shit doesn't happen at U of I. The soccer team doesn't hang out in the middle of the stadium until, while the crowd assembles, and they're like, okay, guys, I think it's probably time we wrap this shit up. The football team's going to play a game now. (laughs) It's like, that's the moment you realize no one gives a shit about sports at this school.
1: No, I went to one of those two. The rugby team was the biggest team. Yeah. (laughs) Rugby's Which actually, is sad. It's, it's still, it's a,
0: you know, sport. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm still paying for it.
0: So, uh, uh, where, word on the street is that you guys, at, uh, that Team Tiger Awesome is working on a Comedy Central pilot.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, it's come, Well, it's weird because they're, they're changing, and it makes sense, they're changing a little bit how they do pilots. They're doing regular pilots, but they're also, like, putting out these high-end web series. Right. Oh, okay. At the same time. Sure. Bro- uh... I, Ari Shafir's show, the way it transitioned yeah. from the internet to, to actual... Right, right. And uh, Idiot Sitter is yeah, another yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, they're And then they go straight to series. So we're doing one. It's called Nothing to Report. It comes out April 13th. Okay. Um, starring Chris Jericho. Oh, wow, uh, nice. And me, yeah. Uh right on. W, multi-time WWE champion and a heavy metal superstar and actor and comedian. <laughs> I mean, the dude's awesome. The dude's yeah. just a great guy. And... Um, yeah, it's like uh we we came up with this idea, we pitched it to Comedy Centre like last not last December. Not this past December, but the one before that. We just pitched it as like this fun idea that we had and um kinda like me uh playing like the the Murtaugh of it all. Okay. And then okay. they were like, Cool, we'll do some casting and then they presented us with a couple of ideas and when they were like one, um is Chris Jericho, we're like, yes, like we know. I mean, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan, uh, so, so is Clint, and uh, truly is becoming one, which is fun. Nice. Um, uh, and I mean, I knew him, but I also knew that he, you know, he did improv at you know, he was in the groundlings. I mean, he, he has chops, oh, yeah, right? yeah so definitely. I was like, I was like, yes, very much so, and plus, he looks he's a handsome dude who looks like a like a Riggs. He looks like a badass. Yeah, sure. definitely. Um,
0: oh, with the hair? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, hair, yeah No, totally. And then he um, kind of dresses like, you know, you would think Riggs would dress now. Um, and then the other options were like Jean-Claude Van Damme. And we we're like... <laughs> oh, God.
0: Um, no. That would probably be a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, like,
1: if you want the show to be called Jean-Claude Van Damme, ruins Comedy Central Project. Right. And then, or, um, and then the other options were Charles Barkley.
0: Oh, uh, wow. that, that like, you know, I think
1: Jericho is going to be absolutely great. yeah, and definitely. Yeah. Out of those three, I
0: would definitely Jericho's is definitely oh, yeah. the best. But and now I just want to yeah. see a show about Jean Claude Van Damme oh, not yeah. getting yeah. the joke, <laughs> just like yeah. he doesn't understand the joke of a scene. Like do a whole show about that.
1: So um, yeah, I mean Jericho, like we've become pals now. I invited him to my wedding. Oh, um, nice. How surreal is that? But, but he's the busiest guy i've ever met in my life but like because like he's in tour in europe and then he'll probably do something else and then he'll do promotion for this and then who knows he'll probably do wrestling for fun because that's what like (laughs) hey i got a couple weeks off i'll just do wrestling on house shows that no one sees because oh yeah of course because like i'm you know he's just he's just and i'm not saying crazy but like just, like, he works a lot, and he gets it, and he gets everything. But, like, he would call us up and be like, let's talk about the script, and, like, I have ideas, and he would bring stuff to it, and he would question it, and he would have ideas, and it was just awesome. It was like, I knew, I had really high expectations with him, and he blew it out of the water, and he's great in this. That's like awesome. I couldn't think of him, honestly, now redoing it. There's no one, the only person that could possibly be better, but probably not, is Mel Gibson. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, flat- okay. But it has to be early, Mel Gibson. Yeah, it has
1: to be right. pre. Yeah, it, had, it has to be like yeah, it had to be pre-racism. Yeah, Mel it's,
0: it's pretty cool though that Jericho's not like a like a show up and 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 just do a thing. He's an actual hands-on yeah. with a thing.
1: That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, no, he he was just and he's still doing it. I mean, you know, he had thoughts on the edits and he had thoughts on promotion, and it's like that's cool. And not just thoughts, but like let's do this right because you know he's he wants everything to be great and that's how we work and it's been fun so it's me and him as two buddy cops on an endless stakeout oh that's gonna be amazing yeah and so it's like kind of taking it, it or it's like so what happens to like you know to buddy cops in between the sequels that they're in right when they're dealing with like the actual real life of like oh my kids would rather me would rather me be a story about how I died, <laughs> instead of actually being around, because right. then they have something to talk about. A show
0: <laughs> and what's it called again? Uh, re, uh, nothing to report. So nothing everybody, make sure that you check that out on April four or April thirteenth. Nothing to report. Yeah, that sounds pretty that great. sounds fucking great. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm really happy with it. There's gonna be six segments, and so please watch it because I would like to make a. a a million of them. It's, oh, yes. Yeah. Watch it. Like it. Make rank it, it Do whatever you got to Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get to see uh, we're naked or half naked through most of, of the Ladies <laughs> <things>. or <laughs> gentlemen no, no, who for, are into it. For me, it's it's the gentlemen. I, <laughs> I don't like to toot my own horn, but there's a couple of uh, – uh, I'm in a community. I'm a type. Okay. I'm a definitely a type. <laughs> okay. With gentlemen. Oh, fair I'm enough. A, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> And um, but wow, um,
0: it reminds me of a Kevin Smith. Uh, he he talks about how he's like certain bars in L.A. I'm the bell of
1: the fucking ball, man. <laughs> it's like no, it's weird being like the John Ham of the bear community, right? But I probably, but to be fair, just like you know, I'm probably more like the Sam Rockwell. Of the bear community. I'm not saying I'm the best looking bear either. Sam but
0: Rockwell's that, was a solid, that's solid. I don't think you're I'm telling yourself short. Six. Yeah. I'm a solid six in the bear
1: community. Oh, that's what's up. I'm, I'm like two in life. Um, but that's just my own guilt. No. Um, well, be like water, flow where it's easiest to go. Right? <laughs> that's yeah. What Bruce Lee said. Oh, that, that, the sociopath. Who decides to, like, oh, to say I'm gay because it's easier to, like, find companionship. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is, is the saddest of people. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on. Find but something you, better to do. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I'm so lonely, but it's easier to get with guys, so I'm going to convince them. <laughs> Just to uh, get that validation. That, that's a Todd Solondz movie.
0: Oh, without a doubt, yeah. <laughs> Happiness too. <laughs> the movie you never thought you'd see a sequel to. <laughs> uh, Is he still making stuff? I haven't seen. I think it. so. I, I haven't seen his work since I got discs from Netflix. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, uh, it's been a while. He's he's might be. He can make you feel really sick to your stomach. Yeah. It, uh, that, he can evoke some pretty dark emotions.
1: Times. I want him to make like a like a boob comedy, like Fort Lauderdale 2. Right. <laughs> Dick Academy. Just to just see what happens.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that would be incredible. Someone, someone right now, fund that. Someone out there who's just Kickstarter go dying on. to throw money at something. <laughs> someone run Dick Academy. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> Let's get Dick Academy on the books, boys. Uh, you know who I can already see as a great role in that? Dave Foley would Oh be yeah, somewhere course. in
1: Dick Academy. He could be running around the <laughs> Dave, janitor. Dave Foley's like a couple of kids in the hall, guys, are in uh, some Pilots. Oh, oh really? nice. Yeah. So Nice. Oh, God, I love those guys. Yeah, good to hear that uh, people again. Well, like when we were in junior high, you would always have that – well, not everyone, but like the losers sitting on the floor would always have the discussions like, were you a state guy? Were you a kids-in-the-hall guy? Were you Mr. Show? Yeah, uh, right. I was in all three and yeah. in living color. I was, a, I was all three, but I was a big state guy. Yeah, me yeah. too.
0: The number one for me was the state back then. I, I And Ian Ian is a little bit younger than me. Ian's, uh, what, what are you, 28, 27? Yeah, he's, So he didn't ever get introduced to the state until a couple of years ago. And I was like, dude. And I've always been a Mr. Show guy Hulu and Hulu has all of
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're dated but like the comedy's not. Oh it's incredible, yeah. yeah. It's like it's, it's just a so perfect nineties comedy. It's one
0: of those things where I was like, How the fuck did I miss this? Like that's a beautiful piece of my life I could have had a long time ago. Yeah, yep. We did skits from that in my junior and senior variety shows in high school. <laughs> I remember us doing stuff like the one whenever the family's all praying that God kills the oh, son. Yeah. <laughs> God kill please kill Tim. Well Lord Please Kill Tim, yeah. Classic. <laughs> oh yep. fuck yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that the uh, the state is now like getting a, another
1: uh, another. They've been for a while. Yeah, and they're all over. I mean, you know, Thomas Lennon, Ben Grant have just oh, made yeah. like billions sure. of writing, and you know, uh, they're doing what Hot American Summer the series, which is yeah. really exciting.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's, That's gonna, gonna be gonna great.
1: Be great. Uh, uh, they're just doing some amazing, yeah, amazing stuff.
0: Marino yeah. and everybody on Burning uh, Love. Yeah, and... no, it's great. I mean, um, it's it's Trulio on. Or on uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine, I love when I all
1: of really them doing major things. Which I think is what, so. Yeah. They were
0: all they all did a, an at midnight a while back, which yeah. is awesome to see. Oh, that's it. right, all that's right.
1: Together, yeah, um, uh, yeah. No, but um, it, that's great, and uh, it, it's well now. Key and Peel's is probably the best sketch show now.
0: Oh, without a doubt,
1: it's just perfect. Everything. And, and,
0: and I'm a huge fan of Kroll Show. Too. Yeah, Kroll yeah. Show's great. Yeah. I do. I these are. I, I <laughs> his characters are phenomenal. And I really, I do like, think it's pretty cool that he's cutting it off after the third season. Yeah. Doesn't well, to yeah, get I sale. think he and done, too. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I
1: love those don't want to run into the
0: ground, yeah, which is nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's um, me and the fiance have been going back and watching. The Office from the beginning.
0: We did – my wife and I watched seasons like two and three last weekend plowed and through it's them. it's so good. It's so great. It's, and, don't and... watch Foxcatcher right after you do that though because it's <laughs> really hard to like get, take that character serious when the whole time you're just like prison oh Mike. God. You're just Dang. waiting for him to be like in prison. They're both, they're both sociopaths. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. They're yeah. absolute. Just one's a kind-hearted sociopath and one is a monster. You're right. I don't know if you can be a kind-hearted sociopath. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah. at all whatsoever.
1: They're all, yeah no they're all sociopaths I mean they're both sociopaths but it's like it's weird because like right after that Jim and Pam get what, married it's like oh my God what happened
0: yeah right oh sweet Christ that show
1: <laughs> it takes such a dip
0: I, I was telling Ian about this the other day I think there's a point in the office that is going to replace jumping the shark and that's yeah. driving into the lake whenever Michael <laughs> lets the GPS dr- uh, tell him to drive into the lake oh uh, yeah, it's I over forget. the that's show's it. over it's yeah. done you can just. Tune back in on the episode Michael leaves and you're good. You saw the well, that's office.
1: What's, that's what's crazy about Parks and Rec because it felt like it kept getting better. Yeah, yeah, all the way but, up until the end. Yeah, the end was I, really I, great. I thought the last season was one of the best last seasons of a show ever. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, even the last episode, the finale oh, it was so was cool. Such doing a great the finale. the little jumps in the future with everybody, yeah. like it was a really cool way of of doing a nice send off for everyone. It was a, a great series. That Born reboot, uh, Kevin yeah. James is a really strange <laughs> choice for that. I
1: liked it. That was awesome.
0: So, uh, yeah, with the, I mean, there's a lot of shows leaving Comedy Central then. So, you know, Comedy oh. Central, uh, Team yeah. Tiger Awesome <laughs> probably could be moved into a great a spot up, here. Up here
1: yeah. yeah, I'll get hit by a car now later today. Because... <laughs> no, no, you will oh, stay indoors or in, in armored vehicles from this moment on. No, no, fiance, I can't go outside. This <laughs> podcast guy just said positive things about me that he put into the world. Yes, and I'm afraid I'll die now. We cannot
0: <laughs> jinx those with anything. Yeah.
1: So, uh, is so, I'm sorry.
0: In your in your uh, like your your bio stuff on on the Team Tiger website, it says uh, that just, you uh, you worked on Extreme Makeover at one point.
1: Yeah, that was my first job out of college. I moved to New York, not knowing anything uh, except my dad was like, I wanted to either move to New York or LA. Right. But my dad, we have a bunch of family in New York. He was he made the correct point. Look, when you go to jail, you know more family members who are either cops, uh, lawyers, or criminals. Uh, <laughs> so you have more people to call. Right so there you go. Maybe try that out first. So I went up there and I okay. did some internships. Yeah, I mean I wanted to live in New York for a while, and so I lived there for about a year, year and a half. And then I went up there and that was like my first job, and I worked nights. And it was terrible, uh but you know you have you're twenty three twenty four years old right with disposable income, and you live in a couch, and I was just like, if I think about it, I hate it how I lived in New York because uh, I lived in a living room in this terrible job, and I you know, and I had, rent was way too high, blah blah blah, and I lived in a six floor walk up okay, nice. but'm granted, my ass looked great by the end of it. book, <laughs> right so, <laughs> sure. Uh, but it was like, you know, it was miserable, but I was too stupid and too young to realize it was bad. So it was great. So it was just like, you know, I worked as like an assistant editor, you know, Extreme maker. I was like, and I didn't know what I was doing. And then um, I kind of had me and Clint would always talk and we were trying to do stuff. But he was in L.A. and I was like, then I kind of got the idea of like, and keep in mind, this was 2005. This was pre-YouTube. I was right. like, oh, right. what if? What if we just, because me and Clint earlier before that, we would make these like, we made an 85 minute buddy cop movie. So essentially, we're still making the same stuff that, you know, I hope no one sees because we made it for $1,500. And we made two other shorts over three years. Our summers were basically when we would work on movies and projects and stuff. Okay. And that's how we kind of got started doing things. Um, but I kind of had this idea. It was like, you know, And I was watching a bunch of like sketch comedy, and I was like, what if we put like sketches or shorts on like a – and we make fun of it like a GeoCities website or like a members.zoom.com website. Right. And like throw them up on RealPlayer or Shockwave.com or whatever technology was current <laughs> then. We could maybe even get up to 16 frames a second. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and then Clint was like, yeah. And I was like, OK, cool. And then I just mailed all my stuff to his house. Yeah. And then I was like he, hey cuz I think I earlier told him, "Hey, I think I'm going to take a vacation to and to LA." And he was like, "Cool." Cuz I'd never been to LA. And I just moved there without telling him. <laughs> <laughs> and then cuz he was like, "What the hell's going like he I got there. He was like, "What the hell are you doing?" Like like this is you, you just mailed me a giant box of your dirty clothes and Xbox games. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm living here. Bye. <laughs> and when I mean by I mean like open up the door so I can sleep on your right. couch. Or- <laughs> and then we found a house and I'm still in the house now that we moved into. Nice. But it's but uh, now it has the woman's touch with my fiance. All right. Uh, it does. It, there's no dildos and Confederate flags and other props just lying about. <laughs> so yeah, basically, then uh, you know, I met Truly before, and Truly and Clint went to school, and we were like, let's. I mean, I kind of told him the idea and had the name Team Tiger Awesome, which was a friend's fantasy uh, football team name I stole. Okay, uh, very.
0: Uh, cool. Who's
1: now a priest? So we stole something from a priest, though, um, <laughs> which will pay off nicely.
0: Well, I mean, Story, he has to forgive you
1: contractually, anyway. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Your God will let will let you. That's right. Um, the story got cooler when he became a priest and was not as cool before. Um, Because people are like, how'd you get that name? It's like, we stole it from dudes fans. Um, But yeah, no. And so like, we started just doing a bunch of, like had the ideas for a bunch of sketches throughout 2005. And then the Astros got really good. So that kind of got backburnered (laughs) (laughs) uh, for a couple months. And then after the World Series, when we got swept, we were depressed as hell for a week. Then we were like, okay, let's either kill ourselves or start making some stuff. <laughs> so we started making some stuff. That's probably a good job. Yeah, and then we launched the website 2006, and within you know six months of that, four months of that, we had agents, managers, and we had big hits. And then since then, we just started progressively making more and more sketches for bigger money and bigger budgets, and we were dummies because we were like – Let's put every dollar back into it So every time we'd get X amount of money We would Buy new cameras and buy new stuff And props and sets and You know, it was probably You know, and we lived off nickels Uh, (laughs) Right But, you know, it was great Because we always looked at it as like Double A or single A ball Um, And then finally like around 2011 We got hired to do uh, our first rewrite And we had always been working on TV stuff And feature stuff But it was like the type of sketches we would do would take, like, three weeks of planning because we were never guys who could just sit... And not taking anything away, but, like, we just couldn't do, like, sit-on-the-couch sketches where people are talking. Like, we would have to, like... If we want to do a Lord of the Rings parody, it has to look exactly like Lord of the Rings. Right. We did one sketch called Claws where the setup was... And this is an older one. Like, okay, this guy... There's this mini series, and... It's about to do the 18th part of the 19 part series, but the writer strike just happened and budget cuts are like have stopped it. So, what, what we got to do is make this badass $10,000 previously on thing <laughs> where we see all the stuff that's happened that looks epic as hell. We even flew to Houston so we could like shoot this fire, like funeral pyre and like, uh, to shoot all and my parents have a house that we could fake it but like we spent so much money just to do the previously on just do the setup of right then everything else looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> like and it was just like good. I would never do that now because it's like no I would like money but it's right. also like also we would do it better but it was just like this is so I mean it was funny I love it's one of my favorite things we've ever done but it was also like that's kind of dumb but also it got us to places where we are now or like i like to tell myself um right but no it, but then then we started writing more and then you know we uh we've done a bunch of rewrites for like bays and thomas the guys did uh i'm sorry the uh how i met your mother they wrote a script that we took a pass on um working on a couple of projects right now um doing uh it's not completely known. We're doing Wonder Twins for DC Digital.
0: Oh wow! So, nice.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know how it's going to be presented because it's digital, so it's always up in the air. But essentially, we're doing the Twenty One Jump Street take on the Wonder Twins. That's for awesome! Twins. Very cool. So we're we're really excited about that because everyone needs more DC, and no, everyone needs comic book content. Um, yeah, of course. But no, so as that'll much be fun as
0: possible.
1: Yeah. And we got a couple other feature projects. I mean, hopefully a couple things hit more. But like, no, it's been great. I mean, we don't shoot as much together, but that's because like I'm acting a lot. Truly's acting and producing and hosting a lot, and Clint's directing a lot. So, but um doing Code Five was, or I'm sorry, that was the old name of it. Doing Nothing Report was fun because we all got to uh, be on set together again instead right. of just writing. Okay. And then hopefully same with the Wonder Twins. So that that was a, like. Except it's teenagers, and I can't write. Uh, I have to just like force myself in. Yeah, right. <laughs> this substitute teacher, very Mundy-esque, is um is not very good, yeah. and she's j- just eating up scenery. So we should probably cut that part. Right. Um, but no, it's it's been fun. I mean, it's 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 things have changed, and uh, because we are married and have kids. But like, you know, it, it's fun being able to say like. It's been nine years and we're still working together. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're yeah. good. Ill, whereas a lot of our contemporaries have maybe not, and, you know, but I think it's, it feels like it's a good thing and it's like the right way to do stuff. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been, can't say it's not been fun. So. Well,
0: right. The stuff you guys have put out is f- fucking phenomenal. Oh, thank you. You guys yeah. also obviously share a, a fascination with me, which is with Mario Lopez. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I've I've been, I'm
1: obviously a fan of 28 (laughs) 28 Weeks Later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 28 Days Later. Yeah, that was, um, God, that's so old. Um, That just turned out to be this weird thing um, where Clint saw 28 Days Later on a box. And this is when we first started, like, just trying to figure out sketches. Sure. Uh, what if it was twenty eight days later, and because he read it weird, right? On D, and he was like, yep, that's an idea." Because that all it was takes? <laughs> cause that was the uh, process. And uh, this guy Derek, um, who well, there used to be five members of Team Tiger, awesome for the first year, and then and Derek was one of them, and then then it quickly became three because five is stupid. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, no, it, and he was great, and he looked just like later, and he just acted just like him, and he did a great job. And then it was over, and it was like, you know what? Maybe it should just be three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might just be a better fit if it – because I don't want to – we did five, and I think that's enough. We don't right. need to do this all the time, and then there's, uh, there's no point to working together. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean that was fun. I can't watch the uh, look. I think yeah. the earliest stuff I could watch is like from 2009. Okay. So how did
0: you come to get together with Travis?
1: Um, well, uh, through Cracked. Okay. The guys at Cracked, we had just started doing a bunch of stuff for Cracked. Um, I just met Michael Swaim, who was the writer on uh, "Kill Me Now." Sure.
0: Swaim is coming on here in a few weeks. Oh, sweet, yeah. great.
1: Swaim's great. Like really funny, really really funny guy. And um, we just met, and, and I I was working nights uh, again. Uh, like I had a day job. And um, I got this email like at 11 o'clock. It was like, hey, we're doing this feature. Do you want to be in it? It's like three weeks. And I was like – I just thought yes because I was ready to make a move. Right. And I was just like – but it's a scary move to make because like, I was ready to like try just doing the acting, writing thing with no like day job because I was working essentially 80 out For two years I was working like with my Team Tiger Awesome work, with all my work, like 80, 90 hours a week um just going crazy because i was working nights too so i'd work like 6 p.m to like 4 a.m and it was just man i was a crazy person i was a crazy person it it was killing me so i like i just saw swam, i was like yes and i was like you know what this is the time to quit this job um and uh it was the last time i had like a day job um because it was just like this opportunity. It was like this is my kickstart to doing this movie, and the movie was great. Not that it like led to many opportunities, but like it led to me just kind of like, okay, I'm doing this for real, and what I'm mean? doing it. And that all always. I mean, it was a great experience doing it. I mean, I, it was a very weird and hard and insane like summer camp esque experience of doing the movie. But it was uh, it was fun, and it was like kind of the thing where I was like. And it's been, God, four years now, almost five years. Oh, yeah. Um, Where it was like, you know, I've been able to sustain myself through acting and writing, which is the dream. That's all you want. Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. You know, when you get here, you're like, oh, I want to be like, you know, I think my biggest aspiration was being on Rock and Jock. (laughs) (laughs) And, And... that's oh. probably not gonna happen unless I bring back Rock and Jock. Oh I God,
0: I'm, to I'm gonna spend every day from now on hoping that they do. M T V's gonna get so many emails from us now at this point.
1: <laughs> I know. I just I think that's what you have to do.
0: The I've gotten Flea to engage with me on Twitter talking about Rock and Jock. Yeah. Okay. Strangely so enough. Maybe
1: this, maybe this is a movement that needs to happen and this is where we put our flags down. I think <laughs> if
0: we um, get Flea on board, M T V has to follow it. at yeah. that point. He's a rock god, yeah. They kinda have yeah. to listen to what
1: he says uh if if that guy who's with a band full of gibberish can get rock and chuck. um yeah. no uh i think it was it was this great opportunity and like i never had thoughts of doing your perceptions change as you start doing this and like all you want to do is be able to like make a living doing what you want to do and nothing more and that's right I've been able to do that, and sure, like some days are lean and some days are better. And then you buy an Xbox, and then it's lean again. Yeah, right? Uh, but yeah, and that—that's that, what—that's what, that's what I always remember about Kill Me Now. It was kind of like that jump start, and then I haven't looked back since. So that's—it was great. It was a fun opportunity, and it was this crazy process. We were all in Effingham, Illinois. A bunch of like, there's like 15 comedians from LA. Someone who could handle it better than others. And not squalor, but in tempered conditions. Right. And not everything was maybe thought out of, like, well thought, like, like like food. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, everyone kind of got a second position by happenstance. Like, I drove and picked up people from the uh st louis airport okay which is about a two-hour drive each Mm -hmm. way and i did that about nine times oh jesus (laughs) because no one else would um and you know i didn't sleep for four days and on the last day of shooting i had two more takes to do i did a take i was like was that good okay cool i'll be right back i walked 10 feet threw up well i wasn't sick it was just exhaustion and then I went back and did a take and then I was wrapped for the for the movie. It was just – it was a very fun, crazy, insane thing that I'm sure no one would ever repeat with those conditions. Right. right. <laughs> but like I'm sure like Travis just did another movie. I'm sure like – and everyone ever – who will ever make anything will always think, okay, we didn't want to do this again right right so this and you know i had fun i mean i had fun i would um i kind of just i let's see i i I didn't have a huge part i played um what was his name god what was his name the breeze breeze i played the breeze (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah and i'm one of the people out there that owns kill me now the the itunes version yeah Um, I played, yeah, sorry. It's still morning time. Oh, I understand. Uh, I played the breeze and I didn't like, there was a, it was an okay part, but I was like, look, I'm going here. I'm going to try to steal as much of the movie as possible. Sure. Right. Uh, Without being a dick, without drawing like attention to things. Right. Like without like, just like mugging for camera, I'm going to do it like the most polite way of trying to make an impact on the movie, because otherwise, what's the point? I don't want to be, like, a, an extra. Right. And so I guess Swaim and Travis had similar thoughts because I ended up being, like, in every scene. <laughs> and Travis was like, okay, what would you say, Monday? I was like, oh, okay, cool. And it was great, but then I got really, really sick at one point. You You'd Like, you can see what, like, I'm just dying. Um It's that montage scene where everyone's breaking stuff.
0: Okay.
1: I'd be passed out in one of the beds upstairs, and we're like, Monday, we need you to, like, Bite through a can. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> then I walk downstairs, do stuff, punch through a window, and then go back upstairs. But like, because Travis was like, no, we should probably have Monday in the back frame. No, let's get Monday here. I was like, his prop. But, um, which is fun. Um, no, it was a great experience. It was three weeks of hell, but it was the type of hell where, you know, it makes a man out of you.
0: Sure, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, you, it's like... Uh, Boot camp. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it was poorly poorly run, but very... But they were doing the best they could. Sure. So, you know, at, at a certain point, and I get this, shut up, we're making a movie, you know. Right. And we got to do what we have to do, and you're here now, so shut up. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, and, but, I mean, they were always very... Travis and Swain, they were always great to me, and I think they appreciated that I wasn't the one bitching. Although I did have to be like, we probably need food. <laughs> we probably uh, should be
0: able to sustain the life that's right. here on this set right now. Yeah. I don't want to lose anybody.
1: Yeah, because cause I think like me and another guy uh, became like, hey, can you guys talk to them? I'm like, fuck, okay. Um, sure, I'm sure they have, that's what they want to hear. And uh, it was just... It was a lot of fun. And also, like, I, you know, I would, like you kind of alluded to, I would just take these walks because we shot at night. Okay. And I wasn't sleeping a lot. So I'd wake up at, like, 2, and our call time was at, like, 6, and just walk around Effingham, that corner place, with, like, the Burger King, the drive-in liquor store, and the EGI Fridays. (laughs) Okay. And the one day – and I went to the – I got – there was a – and the Walmart. And there was always this, like – Every store sold wooden swords.
0: They do. Every gas station <laughs> Yes, yeah. I didn't think about it until he says it. And I was like, oh, fuck, they do all sell, like, just, wooden I bought, like two. That's
1: so weird. I bought two wooden swords. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just walk around. And, like, one time, the one night I had off, I was one of the few people that had off. But, like, eventually everyone showed up to T.J. Fridays. And it was one of the nights we had off. And, um... I, like, had this dress shirt and I tucked in my khakis and I just sat at the bar for eight hours because I was just bored and just – it was weird. And I was just, like – I just tried to talk to anyone at the bar I could as, like – as this, like, guy who has, like, Effingham real estate who just – his wife just got – he his wife just cuckled him. Oh, and uh, <laughs> the Cretans stole his wife. They sold his business. And I was just like, yeah. And I was just drinking, like, these Bellinis. For eight hours, just like, well, yeah, well look, I got a song to sing for you, friend. <laughs> like, try to talk to anyone about, like, yep, Koreans took my wife, they took my job, but they can't take this drink. <laughs> Chicken zappers on me. Chicken zappers on <laughs> hey, you Hey, you look like a guy with some tasty potato skins on me, my friend.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll spend like $300. <laughs> <laughs> like,. Oh, and you hear the story from the
0: bartender's perspective. Yeah. This guy came in, he was just buying people fucking <laughs> chicken poppers.
1: Yeah. Hey, you want some tasty potato skins? Well, I'm <laughs> a friend because I don't have any, and I need a friend. <laughs> Koreans are going to take you, too. Uh,
0: it's it's an amazing. interesting uh, metropolis. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't... It's... Oh, well, there's also a BW3's there. Yes. The yeah, BW3's because I stole the director, Travis's mom's car. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, and I think I was, the only time I was frustrated. Because I felt like I was a certain producer, not Travis or Swaim, who was maybe taking advantage of my kindness.
0: Okay.
1: And I was like, I don't care what you have to do. I'm what, And it was like September. So I was like, I'm watching week one of football at BW3s. Buffalo Wild Wings, that's what we call it. <laughs> And fuck you. And so I took the car and I drove to Buffalo Wild Wings and I got drunk and watched The Texans. And they were like, the guy was like, we need the van. I was like, you come get it. I, it was like, why can't you? Because I'm super drunk. And so they had to come to Buffalo Wild Wings and I stayed there all day. That's awesome. I, I spent more money in Effingham than I made on the movie.
0: Well, they appreciate the local yeah. economy. Does appreciate it was a huge it. spike.
1: Yeah. At one point, I was going to run for mayor.
0: Oh, right now it's up. You should go back. <laughs> Is old Gus running? Uh, no.
1: Uh, God, that town's. Sounds... It's I, it's I, I, it's gonna a... be weird driving by one day, like with my kids in twenty years. I'll be like, oh God, I remember this place. <laughs> the giant cross. It's, yeah. I got my, my hair. A... Oh, that's right. The giant. Yep. Yeah. I got my haircut at that Walmart. Oh wow. <laughs> Wow, had, you're it, trusting. Well, I needed a high school haircut, so they put lines oh, in there. Oh, perfect! Yeah, nice.
0: That makes yeah. sense. That's fucking hilarious because that's a current style in that town. Oh, they really? were they were practiced up on lines in the hair.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, I I, I know where my bro- buds bro-
0: know where my buds bro- butter. They're like, do you want a Nike logo in the back too? <laughs> Just the lines yeah. today. At you have that giant
1: Nike store though.
0: Yes, yes, that is. That's that place does so much business that when I moved here to St. Louis five years ago, people I work with here are like, "Oh, that's where that big old fucking sneaker store is." Like they oh, people God. will drive from here really? to Effingham to go because it's it's discount prices. I guess I don't know. It was just it was just athletes' shoe discount whenever shoe. I was a kid. It's just where Athlete you get your team shoes. shoes. And you want some shoes, but you want to drive two hours
1: to get them? Come we'll down here. That's right. <laughs>
0: Do you guys want the latest shoe styles? Well, they're here in a small town in Illinois because no one here gives a shit about them. <laughs> right. So if your mall's empty, drive two hours over here. We got Jordans in your size. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure with the gas mileage and everything, it totally equals out, right? So how long have you been doing the Conan thing?
1: Well, uh, Conan that started, I guess, November 2012. I did my first. That makes guy. sense. Uh, my buddy Scott Gardner. Gardner. I'm his best. I was his best man. I still can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I have this great group of friends, this really great group of friends. And they're all, we all came from like doing sketch comedy. Okay. Now everyone's doing bigger stuff. Like one of them is Chris Canwell. And he created that show, Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. With a guy named Chris Rogers and guys are doing other stuff. And Scott was one of them. And me and Scott became really good friends. Like we all did. And he was like, Hey, do you want to play this bro in a, like a Brozen Broger. <laughs> right. Okay. I was like, yes, because that is one of the six characters I can play.
0: Right.
1: Uh, unlike the, Not unlike The Breeze. So he did it. It was fun. Great. And then a couple months later, he had this thing for this sketch called Gold for Gold. It was one of these, like, commercials where, you know, you bring gold for money, but this one you bring gold for gold. And he was like, how do you, how do you want to play this part? And I was like, well, I could play it as, like... Like a swindly New Yorker guy, or I could just do this thing, and he was like, "Yeah, just show him it to me." So, I kind of played it like the—it's a little autistic. Um, (laughs) Okay, a little. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just like I just did this thing, and I kind of played this character before. Clint directed this series called U Cube. Okay. Look up U Cube. It's very—if you ever wanted to watch a very charming romantic comedy where i play a giant weirdo in it watch that and like i've kind of done variations of this character and i even did it for scott sketch called sex offender shuffle uh i'm saying pound of number one um check that one out um he and then um i just kind of had this care i kind of just did this and the weird thing was I did that Conan sketch before, and you, they had this room where they shoot a lot of the sketches. And we did that, and I didn't do a lot as the character, but it was really starting to form. And then we have to do a bunch of stuff on green screen in front of the set. And then I didn't realize, like, it would be on the stage where the bands play. And there's, like, six cameras and 40 people and the stage manager and the guy in the booth talking. And it was just – and the guy with cue cards. I never worked with cue cards before. And it was all very, like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> but then I, I didn't have even time to think of it, and then I just did the character, and I did one line, and everyone just started busting off laughing. Like, it was like, you bring your gold here! Yay! And then everyone's like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever said. Done. Oh, this it's is- hell- The gold for gold sketch is fucking it's hysterical. Incredible. And then we did five more. Yeah. <laughs> and then the... the, the, what, the Napville? Nap Valley. Nap Valley. Uh, Sandland, Sandland, <laughs> uh, Smoke City, which smoke might be my favorite. City. City. Uh, no Colora. drugs, no drug smoke either. By the way, it's Smoke City <laughs> and Chili's, Chili's, yeah, <laughs> Alex, uh, Chili's is probably my other favorite. Chili's yeah, is so if you good.
0: if you're listening, if you have a chance to get on YouTube and go find Nick's stuff and look through, there's go, yeah, go to Nick Monday sixty four. These fucking little sketches for these little businesses are fucking (laughs) hysterical. They are. They're amazing.
1: Yeah, so, and then, like, from that, Scott left his own Comedy Central show called Moonbeam City, which is coming out in September. Okay. Which I do a voice in, which is great, because Scott's a nice guy. And, uh, like... I so and then the other writers and other people started putting me in stuff. So I've been in like 15 sketches, which is That's insane, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh just got real lucky and they seemed to really like this stupid sketch. And this last one, me and Scott, I mean no one, neither of us worked there, but they were like Scott talked to the head writer Mike Sweeney and was like, "Hey, do you want to do one of those dumb things?" and he was like, "Can Nick still do it?" Yeah. Cuz they like everyone gives each other shit. So it's like um. yeah, they let us do it. And then Conan thinks they're the dumbest things in the world. Like, he's being honest when it's like... I think but, after Sandline, he was like, people worked really hard and spent money on this really stupid, stupid... <laughs> like, Conan's responses afterwards are just like the they're best part. They're party.
0: gold, yeah, whenever it cuts <laughs> back to him. And he's, he's the just... worst
1: person I've ever met. I've... <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, it's... It's really, yeah, it's, I got, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky. I like, uh, I've got to work with a lot of great people and uh, a lot of them ask me to do stuff, which is great. Oh, yeah. Like, so if you are thinking about doing this business, don't be a prick. Right, right. right. I, I can't stress that enough. Do not be a prick. Don't let people take advantage of you don't be a prick because the biggest opportunities I've gotten were from, Hey, remember when you did this thing that was torture? Well, you weren't a prick. (laughs) Can you do it? And then the other try to knock it out of the park. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, That's I was in, I was a background in Scott sketches at first. And now we do this thing and now I'm in his comedy central cartoon playing Fulton squib. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, that's it's weird. Like, for a couple years, I just anyone asked me to do something free or not, I would do it because I don't do that as much anymore because it's hard and I don't necessarily need to. But, like, everyone, anyone, and this probably is for anything, just if you have the time, do it. Even if you don't have the time, do it. Do stuff, make put your face out there. You know, I'm sure this goes for. Law law, law, doctors. Oh shit! You know, sorry. Uh, I don't. I I don't. You can tell how well I I understand business because I just said law Law doctors. doctors. (laughs) (laughs) So, and my dad's a lawyer. My brother's a lawyer. So, like that, they're gonna be really proud of this one. You know who gets laid? Law Doctors. doctors. Yeah, that's probably the guy's next business
0: probably yeah. <laughs> oh man you may have just heard the gestation of a great new fucking
1: terrible right here yes yeah, so terrible,
0: terrible, terrible business. business law doctors law doctor. uh
1: chili's is cool though like they, they were really cool like they to be a backpack and i asked them to sponsor my bachelor party oh that's nice. awesome because <laughs> because and i'm just like yeah just leave three bags of garbage outside and we'll just take it and we'll- <laughs> We'll make do. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. That's pretty good. Bachelor party, sponsored by
1: Chili's. Yeah. I can't think of a worse thing.
0: Or right on. Th- well, that's awesome, man. Thanks a lot for, uh, for talking. to Absolutely. Sorry today. for
1: the non sequiturs and rambling. Oh, no. Oh, we're awesome. very much. And, and then forgetting the characters, I
0: That's okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you did phenomenal, my
1: man. Uh, well, thank you, guys. You guys are very, you guys are true gentlemen. And well, I appreciate yeah, it uh, Everybody
0: listening. Make sure you check Nick out I mean uh, Throw us any kind
1: of cr- Any way to How we get a hold of you Or how we uh, see you. I'm on Dick Fundy On Twitter um, That's That's always fun <laughs> Cause that's an old joke too That I still just I keep my emails In the <laughs> Twitter net, Like they're uh, And then I think If you just search Nick Mundy um, On YouTube You'll find my page Now there are two Big Nick Mundys I am not the British Handsome African American Guy <laughs>
0: Oh. The other one. We have confused oh. this. In We're going yeah, to go interview. Ahead. We're cutting this off. We did. We <laughs> totally thought this was the uh, black British dude. Jesus Christ! This. This we is. We both looked at each other yeah, like it, he's not he sounding sound British, British, British at all. Yeah, this whole yeah, time. Well, you
1: no, know, what's funny is, I, I used to do stand up a couple of years ago, um, a lot more, and some like, and he would. He lives in LA and he plays like, you know, he has marquees, and people would go to his show thinking I was there. Oh, man. <laughs> or they would go to mine and be like, who's the chubby guy talking about Obama? Right. <laughs> Is <this> the opener?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we've ruined a lot of people's days. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, well, hey, guys, let, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah thanks definitely. for coming Thank on, you. man.
0: We really do appreciate it.
1: Anytime. Uh, and,
0: and good luck in the future with everything you got coming out. Make sure everybody look uh, April 13th. April the, 13th the, uh, the report. The th- on uh, the Internet. Yes, on the interwebs, on Comedy Central.
1: Yes, yes or um, YouTube on that, too. But okay, YouTube on that, too, also. Just follow me on Dick Fundy, and you'll see all the stuff. Yes. And also random baseball trivia.
0: Yes, and we'll be posting links to stuff as it comes oh, out, cool. so I'm propping you for sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, well, thanks,
0: guys. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate talking to you. All right. Take care. Right. You too. All right, everybody. That was our interview with funny man Nick Mundy. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Really fucking interesting dude. Uh, make sure that you check out all of his stuff. Get on YouTube. Get on Facebook. Uh, Team Tiger Awesome's website. Um, just search out Nick Mundy and you'll find a bunch of the stuff. Uh, like he said, Dick Fundy, at Dick Fundy on Twitter. Follow him on there. Uh, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty funny. That was I really good. Was pretty great, yeah, too. It was yeah. nice getting to see, uh, getting to talk to him about some of the stuff. Really nice guy, too. Yeah, so I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back uh, on Tuesday with our first community spin off episode of the Delta Cubes Delta with Cubes. our buddy Andrew. Uh, Delta Cubes! <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. And... Uh, Enjoy your fucking week, guys, and enjoy enjoy your boils. boils.